Hello and welcome to the Lead Talks podcast. We aim to build a generation of young leaders who follow Christ and will transform their workplace by their very lives that echo purpose, integrity and excellence. I hope you will be encouraged and challenged by this week's talk. Vinu Joshua Thomas has an illustrious corporate and an entrepreneurial career spanning over four decades in the logistics and shipping industry. In 2008, he initiated classic hymns with 250 voice mass choir singing ancient hymns. So far, he has produced 14 albums in multiple South Indian languages. Join me welcoming Mr. Vinu Joshua Thomas onto the stage. Thank you for having us here to share. And I was very touched by hearing Dr. Jerry's story. And um, I'm from the corporate world and then in business. So today I'm going to talk about something which is relevant in the marketplace where the rubber hits the road. You know, it's very nice to be in a nice setting where all Christians sitting together and uh, tapping each other and encouraging. When you get to the marketplace, it's a different ball game altogether. So I'm going to cover four uh, areas in this talk in the next 15 minutes or 20 minutes that I have, and then we'll see how it blesses each one of us. One is the marketplace, which is the both the corporate and in the business life, and how uh, what people influenced my life and uh, made uh, their their life become a story of difference in my personal life. And uh, one of the things that uh, we were uh, started uh, to do was uh, in 2008 to revive old hymns and the impacting of hymns on the lives of people across the globe. And then we, uh, social action was part of my uh, earlier vision but uh, we very focusedly started doing something very clearly after the uh, COVID started, and so we call it the slot project, which you'll hear about it. First, I'd like to start with uh, the RRR. I, I think everybody knows what is RRR. You know? Have you heard of RRR? Okay. So that's the uh, talk of the town. But my RRR is, what I want to leave with you is, but those who revere my name, the Lord says in Malachi chapter 4, he will, son of righteousness, will rise with healing in its wings, sleep like calves released from the stall. Then you will trample down the wicked, and they will be ashes under the soles of your feet when I do these things, says the Lord Almighty. That is the RRR in the corporate world that we need to live on. Revering God's word, and you will rise, because the Lord, Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will be released, and you will have all freedom to be a witness in the marketplace. Um, I'm very happy to be here speaking, because... The person who really influenced our life, many of friends who have spoken in the previous years are all part of our businessmen's group. But one person here was L.T. Jayachandran. I'm glad that he's going to be the last speaker because 
He influenced my life and our lives from 40 years ago in Calcutta. Anybody from Calcutta here? Wow. Balo Ache? Oh, Joshua. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so uh, his Bible studies and his encouragement in the scripture was so deep and so uh, uh, encouraging to many people that the one hour that we spend in Bible study, wherever uh, he did a Bible study, we were there. So I'm glad that LT is here. We heard, we developed a module called the Biblical Management Principles. So um, I'm going to share a few of them. And one of them is called the How Principle. Everybody knows about the story of uh, uh, King uh, Solomon when he asked God for wis uh, wisdom. You know what he, God said, you ask anything. He asked, give me wisdom. You know what it, uh, what is the, when we say somebody is very wise, where do you look at him? You look at his head, right? That's where everybody thinks the wisdom is. But the word of God says, the wisdom is in the heart. The answer to the question how is in the question itself. The answer to the question how is in the question itself. And a discerning heart, so that I might distinguish between right and wrong. You know, the, uh, India's motto is, Satyameva Jayate. Let truth always prevail. And Solomon says, give me a discerning heart that I might distinguish between right and wrong. Today, the world and the corporate world, the business world, is trying to make the wrong look right. And we are all falling a prey to that. And we need to ask God and say, Lord, give me a heart of wisdom. Because it's so difficult. Sometimes you are put into a job position where you cannot take, uh, you can't do things which uh, they, they want to do. If you want to honor God, you need a heart of wisdom to make wise decisions. I'm, fr I'm from the shipping background, and so it is quite a complex set setting there. So that we may distinguish between right and wrong. Um, in the Kendra Vidyalaya, where we all studied, some of us who have studied in Kendra Vidyalaya, we know, Asatoma Sadgamaya. Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya, Mrityoma Amartangamaya. Asatoma Sadgamaya means from untruth to truth. Am I right? Those of you who know Sanskrit sloka will know that. And that is about how Jesus brings from untruth to truth. The second principle that I learned was from the life of Daniel, which says the Den principle. And... Um, it also matches with uh, the lead talk, purpose, excellence, and integrity. In Jan Daniel chapter 6, it says, Daniel distinguished himself as an administrator. He distinguished himself. You know, when, when Daniel not only distinguished himself, he was ex exceptional with exceptional qualities. If you look at Chan uh, Daniel chapter 6, whenever you get time in your home, uh, you can look at it. He was not only, he distinguished himself, but he had exceptional qualities. And then it, it also says that he was neither negligent nor corrupt. Integrity. Neither negligent nor corrupt. How do you use this principle? Can you tell me how old was Daniel 
when this incident happened in his life, when he was doing this, distinguishing himself, Daniel chapter 6. Anybody can tell? Anybody? 70s? 80. Okay, you're close to it. He was 75 years old when he was in this situation. But, of course, we all go through that. But what happens just exactly after that? You see, in the next chapter, he landed up in actually a very critical situation. He was in the den. And it always happens to us in the corporate world. When you, dis when you hand stand up for the right, when you distinguish yourself, and you with excep exceptional qualities, neither negligent nor corrupt, you will be into a lot of issues. You know, people around you will strive for all kinds of things. And that's what happened to da Daniel's story. And then he was put in, in a very critical situation. We could be. It's not the actual den, but it is the kind of complex situation that you will be put into. And then uh, because of that, um, over the period of years, we developed a module called the Slate. We wanted to bring up young people talented young people from underprivileged backgrounds who were very sharp and dynamic and wanting to do something for the Lord in the nation. We wanted to encourage them. So we developed this module called Slate, which means servant leader aiming towards excellence. I will tell you why the servant leadership module came up because of my influence over, uh, on Mother Teresa in my life. And I'll go to the next module. It's called the wall, wall Principle, which everybody knows, Nehemiah. The Wall Principle says, uh, Nehemiah chapter, uh, one, uh, chapter 1 to 4, it talks about how Nehemiah wanted to do something to build that wall. When you are in the corporate world and you want to do something in, in your workplace, in your corporate life, you will find all kinds of oppositions, all kinds of opposition. Sometimes from within your own department, from within your own circles, and all kinds of situations. And what Nehemiah did is what I like to leave with you, which I did in my corporate life. Uh, at a stage in my life, I was asked to take up a responsibility of handling India operations for logistics, and all kinds of complex situations landed up. You know, they wanted me to go move here, move there, and all kinds of things. And I used this wall principle that time because on my knees, the Lord opened the eyes of my understanding. He wept in the presence of the Lord. If you see Daniel chapter 1, Nehemiah wept in the presence of the Lord. You know, it is very nice to share, and you know, in the corporate world, it is nice to share with so many people, send the prayer request to all kinds of things. That is very good. But some of the deep things of your life, if you want to get it happening, weep in the presence of the Lord. If you're enjoying this podcast and are inspired, make sure you subscribe to the Lead Talks podcast to receive inspirational talks every week. When you weep in the presence of the Lord, He will be able to give you wisdom and understanding to address the attack from the opposition. The attack from the opposition was from people like Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem. Sanballat and Tobiah were very, very close people of Nehemiah. They were just watching his moves and making complex uh, problems, putting uh, stumbling blocks. We must know that 
when we are doing something like this, we must let the Lord do a battle for us. Then let the Lord do the battle for us. If you go to uh, Nehemiah chapter 4, 20, you know, Charso Beast, everybody knows what's about Charso Beast? 420? It's a common word, Charso Beast. So when you want to deal with Charso Beast kind of people, you should let the Lord do the battle for you. You understood that? Okay. And then lasting success will be ours. Next is the fig tree. When, when, when Jesus walked past the fig tree, everybody knows the story. I'm not going to get into that part of the story. When Jesus walked, in the, walked past the fig tree, he was very hungry and he wanted to eat. You know that uh, what happened. And then uh, he cursed the fig tree. Not because of any other reason, not because th there was no fruit on the tree, but it was giving uh, deceptive information. A fig tree which is full of leaves must bear fruit. A fig tree which is full of leaves must bear fruit. So bearing fruit in the season and it will not only be instrumental in your life but in the growth of others. So we, once we were in a, in a place, Poor Beach in Trivandrum, and I saw a fig tree, what you see there. It was full of leaves and it had fruits. Our lives in the corporate world is to bear fruit for the Lord in the marketplace, not in just anything and everything that you see. Let me quickly rush through and um, tell you about some of the works that we do. I'm in the shipping and market uh, business. And uh, after corporate life with the Tata T in the Tata NYK and logistics heading the India operations for many years, we moved into our own business. And um, one of the things that we do is Project Cargo. We carry all kinds of uh, heavy equipments moving from different parts of the world to India or moving out of India, which is more than 400, 500 tons of equipments and the windmill blades and those kind of things. But one of the things that happened is, is about the uh, coastal RORO business. RORO means roll on, roll off, which means uh, a vessel which we had where you can drive your vehicle into, your, into the ship and bring out. One day my partner told me, I think the government of India wants to start the Roro, coastal Roro business. It means if you want to move your vehicles from south of India to west of India or east of India, instead of taking it all on the road by the huge trucks, we can move it. And India, uh, Chennai being the main hub for automobiles and the manufacturing units, we started the Roro business here and the worked with the government closely. So we started uh, giving uh, three solutions for the automobile manufacturers and we uh, gave some very unique, very simple solution because God gave us wisdom. He allowed us to make it happen as from our side as the first time. Uh, one of the things was um, Ashok Leyland was moving uh, trucks from a place in their factory in Karnataka all the way driving down to Mumbai and then shipping it to Colombo. I said, very simple, you just bring it to Chennai, we will ship it for you. And we cut the cost for them. And uh, these are things that we did. And we moved uh, Ashok Leland trucks from here to Bangladesh, uh, which they used to drive and take about 20 days to go on the road. We did it in about three, four days by allowing them to brick.
going to Chennai, driving into a shipping. So what uh, the government wanted is to basically reduce the carbon footprint on the highways because of many trucks. If that many trucks uh, with, uh, are driving on the uh, road, that, many, that much more carbon footprint will happen. So we reduce the carbon footprint, and that is the pictures uh, of the movement and of uh, uh, first thing. And then when we first inaugurated the movement, the government of India wanted to recognize it, and they came along, and they were with us. Some of the people that influenced our life, influenced my life was, um, as I see, Jayadi Tata, Narayan Murthy, Mother Teresa, and Abdul Kalam. But I, because I was in Calcutta, I had the opportunity to meet Mother Teresa and be with her, meet her very closely, and it's not a big deal. Because for Mother Teresa, meeting a rickshaw puller on the road or the Queen of London is the same. So we had the opportunity to meet up with Mother Teresa and get influenced by all her lifestyle. Mother Teresa's life was the servant leadership principle that I learned and I got very greatly influenced. Slot Project is an initiative by a group of business people, mainly from the shipping fraternity since June 2020. It's in a worst case scenario slum called Rajiv Gandhi Nagar near the Perambu flyover and the main aim is to bring transformation with a focus on education. So we have uh, tuition centers for about 100 students and the study center and the library and we have uh, medical camps we uh, do cleaning of the place and beautification and in that uh, also we have anti-drug campaigns in August 2021 we collaborated with the Greater Chennai Corporation and the scheme called, called the Namake Nami Tirtam in which we were able to participate in beautification of a fountain area and uh, where we got the entire place beautified and that as a, a source of inspiration for the children in the tuition center by getting them to cut the ribbon and telling them the moral of the story of how a uh, dirty looking place can be made beautified by uh, uh, all the efforts that we put in. In the same way if they study well their life and their entire future will become as beautified as the fountain. One of the things that we did last was the classic hymns from 2008. We did about 14 albums. Many of you I see in the audience and here on stage, I saw a few people were all part of the classic hymns uh, mass choir. We did a 250 voice choir. It's about 14 albums. And in the last four years, we found that uh, 25 million viewers have watched classic hymns across the globe. I like to leave one particular song uh, which we'll play. It's only a two minutes video and then I'll leave it with you for the day. Thank you.
உலகம் தரும் தெய்வம் உம் தழும்புகளால் சுகமே so much we know uncle for that wonderful talk uh, jesus said you know with your faith you can move a mountain and cast it into the sea bino uh, uncle takes cars bikes everything in the sea across the sea under the sea with his <laughs> faith and with his wisdom uh, thank you so much uncle and we now have pratik and nerti to present a memento to bino uncle and the memento has the name worship uh, and rightly so the combination of ship and music thank you so much uncle for that wonderful talk once again thanks for listening to the lead talks podcast for more resources from lead talks visit our youtube channel and our website www.leadtalks.org i look forward to connecting with you and hope you will join me again on the next podcast